Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you listening. As always, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you want to buy a home or refinance your current home, Rocket can. It's a fill-in Monday today. Two superstars filling in for two other superstars. Uh, D-Cell's gone. Bogus is gone. So we've got Pat Boyle on the program filling in again. We'll actually check in in about 20 minutes whether he made me any money last Thursday. I'll say this. Pat gave me his bets. Several of you, including listener Bryce, reached out. I hope D-Cell's not listening. And we're like, his bets sounded better than Tom's. And mine, apparently. We'll check on that, and the great Greg Caserta filling in for Mr. Bogish, giving us some headlines at the bottom of the hour in about 20 or 30 minutes. A lot of things to tackle, a lot of things to get into. Really interesting week in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has another insane Patrick Mahomes moment in another beatdown domination of Denver. The Chargers look pretty darn good. Tua and the Dolphins do not. There's a bunch of stuff to tackle in the NFL. Mike Florio will help us do that. The editor-in-chief, creator, the voice behind, the writer behind Pro Football Talk. One of our favorite guests on the program in an hour. We'll do buy or sell. We'll get into some NBA talk. Joel Embiid being wasted but still massively talented. And we'll probably even sneak in some soccer after a um, an amazing, amazing weekend of, 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 of World Cup action. Very quickly, before we get into the, the start of the show... Uh, you may have seen the news last week, like another one of these waking nightmares for those of us in the sports media business, the news that Grant Wall had has passed away in Qatar at the World Cup came out on, on Twitter over the weekend. And I did not know Grant incredibly well. Shared a dressing with, room with him at, at Fox Sports for a time. Uh, followed him on Twitter. He followed me on Twitter. You know, we weren't we weren't bosom buddies, but in my interactions with him professionally, just a sweet, kind and incredible man and uh, an incredible ambassador for and journalist covering soccer. And our, our thoughts and prayers are with his wife and with his family. And, um, it you know, for me, Trez Paler, who passed away almost a couple of years ago, now covered the Chiefs, National NFL writer, was a good friend. Very similar. So thoughts and prayers to to Grant's family. And, um, you know, life can can be cruel and can be unfair. That that guy brought a lot of light and a lot of joy to a lot of people. All right, let's um, 
into the show at 855-212-4CBS if you want to give us a call. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Sports writer for me, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. I think it's Pat Boyle 44. You got it. On the, on the old Twitter thing, there it is, at Pat Boyle 44 on Twitter. Let's start here. Jerry Rice is not just the greatest football player in the history of the sport. He is He is for me. He's not just an ambassador of the game. He's an all-time favorite athlete. The dude's talent, plus his work ethic, plus just the class act that he is, makes him a legend in a lot of respects. But legends aren't infallible, and all-time greats aren't great at everything they do, including assessing the modern era. Jerry Rice is wrong, and Kyle Shanahan is right. If you if you saw the Niners game yesterday, which was an exercise in what it looks like when a genius coach can turn anybody, no offense, Brock Purdy, into gold, and an all-time great is way past his expiration date, a lot of things went down. Niners win again against the Bucks, and they won in convincing fashion. Brock Purdy had a remarkable first half. Incredibly efficient, extremely calm under duress and pressure. Didn't have to do a lot in the second half. I think he threw the ball three or four times in the second half. Didn't matter. Tom Brady looked 150 years old. But in the course of this game, Kyle Shanahan, the head coach for the Niners, did what Shanahan does, which is he utilizes his players. He puts them in quote-unquote harm's way. He's going to run as Trey Lance. He's going to run quarterbacks, receivers up the middle if he wants to. And after the game, after the game in which Debo Samuel, who's a stud, who's important to what the Niners do, who has a high ankle sprain now and could miss some some serious time, whose absence may, may, I think it's a maybe, deprive the Niners of the status they've earned as real contenders, regardless of the fact they're on their third quarterback, that injury infuriated Jerry Rice. And in that market, in the Bay Area, Shanahan's come under a lot of grief this year from media members, from people like Jerry Rice, just in general, for the plays that he calls, when he calls them, and the fact guys have gotten hurt. And Jerry Rice's voice, and it matters in San Francisco, hell, it matters nationally, on Instagram was, please stop running our skill player up the middle. Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, now Debo Samuel. Okay, I get it. I understand it. I get the passion. I get the frustration. Thing is, Jerry Rice is wrong. Because what Kyle Shanahan has done is nothing short of a miracle. Remember, Jimmy G replaced in the mind's eye of the Niners, came in as a backup this year to Trey Lance, who was absolutely unproven. And Jimmy Garoppolo has been, in his time with San Francisco, just barely good enough to compete. And not good enough to make it to, in in, in last year's case, in last year's case, make it to an overall win, a Super Bowl. And the question has been whether or not it was Shanahan's genius, the offensive-minded head coach in San Francisco, who blew a Super Bowl to, of all people, Tom Brady when he was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta, whether he was the reason Jimmy Garoppolo overachieved, whether he could turn Trey Lance into some kind of success story, whether Jimmy G didn't get the talent, the, the respect, the love, the credit that he deserves. And we told you last week when Purdy was going to start this game against a Bucks team that isn't great but has Tom Brady and that had and still has a chance because of that division at a postseason run, we told you that whatever Brock Purdy 
Mr. Irrelevant, the last draft, the last pick in this past draft, did would be a reflection on Kyle Shanahan. On whether or not in a league where there aren't enough quarterbacks to go around, whether or not Shanahan had the genius and the greatness and the talent to make Purdy look like an actual NFL QB. And if he did, it would be a reminder that Jimmy G is a product of Shanahan. That Trey Lance's future, if he can be healthy, is bright because of that head coach. And yesterday was a master class in what it is to run an offense, and they already have an amazing defense, I get it, to run an offense with a guy that has never done this at any real level. Listen to this from, from Brock Purdy, and I'm not, I'm not making fun of the guy. He had a great game. He was really good. He was incredibly efficient. The first, I think it was the first play of the game. He screwed up the play, took a hit for a big loss, roughing the quarterback, settles in. He's fine. The guy was 16-21, to 21, almost all that in the first half. He threw a couple touchdown passes. He was great. But most quarterbacks come up and talk about their team. This guy, and I'm not making fun of him, but Brock Purdy, you'll hear this, is referencing high school and college football because Brock Purdy, until yesterday, wasn't really an NFL quarterback. For me, I just kept telling myself, dude, this thing ain't over with that guy on the other side of the field. You know, I just wanted to keep putting up points on the board however many times we could, um, knowing, you know, this dude's made all these comeback, crazy comebacks in his career. So I didn't want that to happen in my first game, you know, as a starter. I mean, Brock, I think this is the one I was looking for, but let's just play the other Purdy, too, because it's interesting, just his reference to his past. The ups and downs of playing a quarter, playing quarterback in general, you know, high school and college, they're the people at home that just believe in you, and they always see the best in you. And so um, they've believed in me, even though I was the last draft pick and all that kind of stuff. Like, they were, they've always been telling me, like, you're good enough, and, and we know that you can do it. And so to see them after that performance uh, meant a lot to me, and so very blessed to have them as my family. There are a lot of high school quarterbacks whose family members believe in them. They don't succeed even for one Sunday in the National Football League. A lot of quarterbacks at the college level whose family members love them and believe in them. They don't succeed even for a single Sunday at the NFL level. This is about Kyle Shanahan. And and, and Purdy's success yesterday is the byproduct of having that guy as his head coach. Shanahan is that good, is that brilliant, is that capable. It is, it is amazing what he has done with this team. And as much credit as Sean McVay gets last Thursday, and he gets it, for Baker Mayfield's act of glory and heroism in the fourth quarter, Shanahan has done the same thing, taking the quarterback he doesn't want, and now the second quarterback he doesn't want, but he's won games. He's competing in the NFC. And I know, I know Philly keeps winning, winning, and they look great. The Niners, for me, are still a contender because Kyle Shanahan is there. Now, you lose Trey, you lose Garoppolo. We'll see when Debo comes back. It is a huge hit. It is a huge problem. But all Shanahan does is adjust and make it work. The Niners are for real because their head coach is for real. And Jerry Rice, and I mean this as respectfully as I can say it, needs to sit down, relax, and enjoy the show. He should know as well as anybody, guys get hurt in the NFL. And Debo has always under Shanahan, been a multi-purpose talent. He's a receiver who runs the ball. Hell, he should be a running back at times for those of us that draft him in fantasy football. The guy operates in this offense this way, getting hurt is part of the deal. Uh, Very quickly uh, on Tom Brady. Brutal outing. Looked tired. Looked frustrated. 
looked overwhelmed, and in this clip at least, after the game, once more sounded in the loss to this Niner squad, just like a sad old man. Everyone's got to play better, but, you know, we're just not playing. We just have not played consistently well very often. We haven't played it for four quarters. We played it a little bit uh, at times, uh, not today at all. But some games where we play well for five minutes and don't play well for 55 minutes. Look, I feel bad for the guy. Going through a divorce, brutal. It's public, brutal. Been a class act about it. One of the, the picks that he threw yesterday, the guy that picked him off came to him after the game and asked for an autograph. And Brady gave it and was a total class act. But watching him play, because Brady still has a level in him. And I said Friday, and still think it's true, if if the Bucks were to get in the playoffs and have the right teams arranged around them, play the Jets at some point. Well, not the Jets. Play the Giants at some point. Get to the, Maybe play the Vikings. They're a farce. So we saw that yesterday against the Lions. Maybe Brady could use some of that experience instill some confidence in that football team and do something. But just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should. Just because you are able to do something, you're capable, doesn't mean it's a good idea. Having kids at 80, as I understand it, I'm 44, is physically possible. Doesn't make it a good plan. Wearing a Speedo with my body type is an action that happens often near my home. Not by me, but by other guys who share the body type. I promise you, it is a bad idea. Some of these are, are, are personal examples, not, not the uh, having kids at 80. Playing competitive beer pong with college students in your 30s, it turned out, was a really bad idea. A really bad idea. There's a lot of them. Playing quarterback in the National Football League at 45 is a bad call. It's a bad plan. I'm not going to tell Tom Brady what to do with his, with his life, but they're underwhelming, he's underwhelming, and the guy is miserable. He just lost a football game, and it wasn't even close to a quarterback in Brock Purdy who had turned back to his high school career for a reference point to what happened yesterday. Sometimes you got to give up the ghost. All right, 855-212-4CBS if you want to give us a call. Let's see whether or not Mr. Boyle made me any money. I actually haven't looked yet. That's not true. I know the exact answer. But let's all pretend to be surprised together next here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Fun weekend in the NFL. The Bills find a way, manage. Wasn't overly convincing. They beat the Jets. They've got control of that singular buy on the AFC side with that tiebreaker against the Chiefs earlier in the year when they beat Patrick Mahomes and company at Arrowhead. The Browns look bad against the Bengals. I love both of those storylines, by the way. You know what to the Browns for the decisions they made. Hell, Pat Boyle left the team over him which I respect. For me, for me, and my wife's from Ohio and her whole family are Browns fans, so this is hard, guys, family members, in-laws listening. For me, Sean Watson and the Browns can do something, excuse the anatomically impossible to themselves. Go Bengals. Cowboys, I think the Cowboys and the Vikings are, are, are a farce. I've said this. I think they're an illusion. Cowboys win to get to 10-3 and three against a bad Texans team. They beat them by, what, four, I think is what it was. And the Lions, and I love Dan Campbell, and I love this story, and I love biting off some kneecaps back from uh, his introductory press conference. Detroit has looked really good. They're quietly 6-7. and seven. Jared Goff had an outstanding, outstanding game. Here's a crazy stat for you. Over the last seven weeks in the National Football League, it's a big stretch. Almost half a season, Jared Goff has more points per dropback than any other quarterback in the National Football League. That is astounding. And the Eagles destroyed the Giants. Let's see how this affected my pocketbook. Let's see whether or not I have more or less money after Pat Boyle, who was in on Thursday at Pat Boyle 44. We turned over the reins of the Ryder gambling account, at least five games worth, to Mr. Boyle. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Bill. You must be tired. You did a radio show. Do we say last night or this morning? What's uh, the right term? It would be this morning. Yeah. I think I, I learned pretty quickly that once you hit midnight, it is that, it is that day. So like even if it's it. like 12.01 in the morning and let's say a game finished at 10.45 p.m., I have grown to now be accustomed to radio lingo. That game was last night. That game was not today. So, 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 like from a shift perspective, the Friday night for an overnight host is actually Thursday night. Like their Friday is what we would call Thursday night, Friday morning. Correct. They're not rolling into the office on Friday night to prep for the show. No, they're working Sunday, sort of, but not really. Yeah. Yes. So yes, I mean, they're rolling in on a Sunday night to do a show at two in the morning. Yeah, so yeah, technically I did a radio show this morning on uh, on the Fan of New York. Love that. All right, let's go through this. I I just want to here's a little bit of a, a um little bit of a just a, a heads up. I did not get wealthy off of Pat's suggestions. Pat, I'm not driving a nicer car today. I just want you to it's okay. 
Okay, that's fair. I mean, <laughs> it's gambling. You, you can't. Hey, Rome. Vegas wasn't built in a day. Rome wasn't built in a day. It's fair, but Vegas was built on the backs of people like me. Yes, the bill. The bill writer Lamborghini won't be won <laughs> in one week. I, dude, I saw. I went to pick my kid up at school on Friday, and there was a Lamborghini there. Which I, I got to tell you, not usually a jealousy guy. You can't, you can't pick your 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 elementary school kid up in a Lamborghini. Is my thing. If I, I if I ever have kids, which God bless them, if I do, yep. um, I probably the marriage probably won't work. Okay, oh, so wow. I will most likely be a single dad with kids. I if I have the opportunity to roll up in a Lamborghini, you're doing it. I am absolutely doing it. Everybody in this neighborhood lives in walking distance, so I'm just looking at the uh, the, the metallic blue Lamborghini, and I'm thinking, was it really necessary? Maybe maybe he's a single dad. Maybe he's trying to impress the nannies walking out of there. It's a bunch of rich people. Yeah, nannies, divorcees. I mean, that's the plan. That being said, now if you you know if you're what you're saying is correct, if it's walking distance for everybody, then yes, then that's that's a bit of a a douchey move over the top. I mean, he could be coming from work. I don't know. It was it, I, the whole school's got a very white lotus, but they're not on vacation kind of vibe going on. You don't think your marriage is going to work out? You're already saying you're you're going to not. It's not going to work. Yeah, for sure. Like if there was odds on if I do get married. Probably minus like 175 odds that it's going to end in divorce. So that's why I'm going to try to stay away from ever getting married. I gotta be honest. Had you told me this, I wouldn't have let you make my NFL bet. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling it right now. All right, you did better than I did, which wasn't to say great, but better than me. We had we were on the Rams. The Rams were getting five and a half, even though they were hosts in Vegas. There's the Baker Mayfield game. It was last Thursday. You were here, but as you know, Baker Mayfield. With some winning heroics and some coverage heroics. So we're one and one going into the weekend, Pat. And then the wheels came off. Now, what, you have to remind me which of these games you, one of these games I took, I think. And the other four were yours. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you were on the Lions, if Plus I remember correctly. Like <laughs> okay. So I did, I did like Detroit a lot. It looked like a tricky game. I just, it's a cheat code that doesn't always work. I will not bet on Kirk Cousins. I think he's an absolute bum. I think he's a bum, especially this time of year. And so if I if I see anything that resembles value or opportunity, I'll bet on it. And it just felt like Vegas was trying to get us to bet on the Vikings, and I won't do that as a rule. So that 34-23 win, really good win for Detroit. Dan Campbell's got the look, they are they are technically in the playoff picture right now. They're 6 and 7. They're a couple they're ninth right now. Ninth right now in the NFC. They're, We'll see if they keep winning. They probably won't. But that's going to be a really interesting team going forward. They play like hell for this guy. Remember, Detroit lost a bunch of close games earlier in the year. They're playing really good football. Then we get to some of the other games. Now, you went you went Tennessee getting 3.5 against Jacksonville. And i got to tell you, I loved it because I'm a Vrabel guy. I cannot believe Jacksonville beat the Titans that soundly, 36-22. Yeah, and you know what? You can't. I'm not going to make excuses here. Um, that being said, I was under the assumption that most of the defensive players for Tennessee that were out, I thought they were going to play. Danico Autry, who's been big for them this year, Howell Long, who's been their best run-stopping linebacker, they were both out, and Christian Fulton, their cornerback, also was out. So when it came time to Sunday and I saw that they were out, I said, oh, I don't feel good about this. I don't feel good about this at all. And sure enough, Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville absolutely pasted them um, and yeah, you said if I had, you know, I said if I had a pick, I'm taking Tennessee minus three and a half, and that one blew up. Hey, it happens. God bless gambling. Um, 
this this next one I didn't love, but I but you're the New York guy. You're in New York. You're on New York's airwaves. Happens. We went we went Giants getting six and a half at home against Philly. They lost by 113 points. I believe was the final. I believe was the final <laughs> score. Yeah, that was uh, that was an ugly one. That was one where I thought the Giants were probably going to be down by two scores at some point. I thought they'd get a backdoor cover, which they have. You know, they have been an incredible second half team for most of the year. But I mean, that was just a, a cavalcade of errors from them, left and right in the first half. There was a three minute sequence that decided the game in the in the second quarter. They give up a fourth and seven from midfield, in which their safety Julian Love. If you knock the ball down on Devonta Smith, who's already trying to catch it in traffic, you knock the ball down, you get the ball basically at midfield. Instead, he tries to go for the interception inside the five-yard line, which is stupid to begin with. He whiffs, falls on his face. Devonta Smith catches it for a touchdown. Then the next drive, the the Giants punter drops the punt and tries to shank kick the ball, which you can't do. That gives the Eagles fielding, uh, field possession right outside the red zone, and they go play action on the first play, and the Giants have acted like they've never seen that before, and they get burned for another touchdown. It's funny you bring up that sequence because I saw it, and, and I thought, oh, the Giants are still the Giants. Yes. I have money I have money on that. But for me, the takeaway, too, is is I've just got to start taking – I don't know what it is about Philly that I say that I respect them, but that every week don't respect them with my money or my perspective – these guys are, are legit. Jalen Hurts is an a- absolute MVP candidate. And the thing is, Pat, I, and I don't know where you come down on this, I still I think they can come out of the NFC, but I do not see them with the same level of separation and likelihood that I see, say, Buffalo. And it really, is for me, it's Kansas City and Buffalo and even the Bengals against the field on the other side. I, I think Philly's really good. It would not shock me if a bunch of teams come out of the NFC. I just... I can't get my mind around giving these guys the respect they have clearly earned. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of that comes with, you know, how many years did it take for Mahomes to to earn that unbreakable yeah. trust? How many years has it taken Josh Allen? And, you know, when you get the postseason results, that's where people, I think, really then start to back you with their wallets and say, oh, you know what, I trust Mahomes no matter what. I trust Joe. I mean, it took Joe Burrow one year because he went to the Super Bowl. Uh, but for so far for the Eagles last year, they were, oh, you know, a little frisky, but you know, basically got beat handily by the Buccaneers in the first round of the playoffs last year. And now this season, they've taken that huge step forward. And I feel like, you know, most people like you, you want to see that postseason success to them. Be I able also to trust just them. don't trust Hertz's style of play in the playoffs. And there aren't, there's not a lot of comps to it, but it didn't, it hasn't worked for Lamar Jackson most recently. It hasn't worked for some of the older school guys. And I know Donovan McNabb, who's a friend. I know he made it. I know he he got to those games, but couldn't. Couldn't finish, and I might be just, I might be unfairly applying a couple guys' inability individually to win the big, big games. In, in Lamar Jackson's case, just win some games to get to the big games on the style of play. I just, I, Pat, I have not seen that style of play from a quarterback be successful in the postseason ever slash in a really long time. Yeah, and Who I think. Who would you point to? Well, Even I, Justin Fields can't win games, and the guy's a statistical marvel. Yeah, and I'd say I don't think I would lay. I, I don't know if I would put Josh Allen and, and Jalen Hurts in the no, same not, boat in terms of not playing at all. style. But Josh Allen is their run game. But no, I think they're different. Josh Allen, if you tell me that he's got to fall, he's got to he's got to drop back in the pocket and throw the ball thirty eight. He he cannot run. I am very confident he's going to move the chains, or he can. Yeah, I I don't know about. I mean, Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback. I'm not. I just don't know if that multi use 
run the ball a lot, statistical anomaly approach is going to work in the playoffs. And he, has th- and he has thrown the ball very, very well this year. His yes. deep ball has been incredible, so he yes. has improved. And I think Good. his legs make his arm that much more dangerous because you always have to be aware of it. In the regular season. But I saw this with Lamar Jackson. I had the same conversation with Lamar with the year, was it three years ago or four? They went 14-2. and two. He was the MVP. And I can't remember, but they got, they got blown out in their first playoff game. Or I believe, I believe the Titans beat him that year. That, sound, that sounds right. That Titans team that got up on the Chiefs by two or three touchdowns in the AFC Championship game, you're right. And then the Chiefs came back and won. But that might just be a Lamar Jackson problem, not a Jalen Hurts pr- problem. And then, we, I understand why. Who saw Purdy coming? We were on Tampa Bay. Yeah, we were. Plus yeah. three and a half. I loved, I loved that one, and I... You know what? There's time. I, I think there's times where I try to be. Sh- you, everybody tries to be sharp. I tried to be sharp with that one. I get it. And it, it it blew up in my face. I mean, we weren't even close on some of these, though, right? Giants lost by. They actually lost by I think twenty six. Yeah, I mean, if you lose, you might as well lose handily, right? <laughs> Don't even try to get you know make it a sweat. Just let me know if I'm going to lose by the first half. Just needed another nineteen and a half to cover when we were <laughs> we were there. That being All said, right. I do think I'm pretty sure that we did talk about the Jets, and I said I love the Jets. They covered the ten. Ooh, did you? I didn't. I didn't ride with. I should have gone with that one. Did you push me hard on that, or did I? Did I run away from it? Uh, I don't remember. If I'm being uh, honest, I don't know. Like, I know. I know for I'll sure we we talked in depth about the Giants and the Titans, and those were losses. But we were. I did say Rams. I said the Rams would win. They did. Uh, Jets plus ten, and I think that was it. So the Rams was a good one. The Ram. I did not money line that game, and I and I certainly should have. Uh, did you Did you soccer at all? Soccer this weekend? Did you get up and do the soccer? Oh, of course, man. I did. I took uh, I took the big dogs in the first games on the quarterfinals on Friday. I had Croatia plus four fifty to advance, which had no business winning after Brazil oh, scores an extra messy, time, baby. And then Croatia. I, I need I needed I need Brazil to go down because I just want Messi to win. But yeah. So I hit I hit on Croatia and then At I four did four and a half to one. Yeah. And I did Good to bet. And then, yeah, and then I took Netherlands, that lost. And then yeah. the, and then the parlay on Saturday, I took Morocco to lose by one goal or less, and they ended up winning outright in extra time uh, in reg in you know regular time. You took Morocco. Yeah, plus one and a half. I said if they lose, they're not losing by more than one. And they ended up winning, and I parlayed that with France. To not lose in regulation, which they these, won in regulation. Where was this magic? I'm, you got. I don't know, man, yeah, well, where me. was this? Oh, we did the wrong football. You're right. We did. Yeah, that's what we did. You got a. You got a favorite going. I just want. I want Messi. I want Messi to get one. So I want every good team to go down. I was although England looked good. I was rooting for England just because I think they would eventually choke. I just didn't want them to choke against. France. I want to choke against Argentina. They did, and they played that game so well tactically, oh, and so, they still just came so, out on the wrong side because Harry Kane just he, smoked that second penalty. Over the, I mean, you got to get that shot on target. He changed his mind. I think he 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 hit the first one so well. He yeah. was going to the same exact spot, but then that's his teammate from from Tottenham for the last ten years. So right. he knows at that point, okay, he's probably going to the right. Why not just dribble the ball on the other to the side instead of trying to overcompensate you, and, and hit a perfect penalty? He was clearly going to the same slot, and 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 the goalie moved. You you could I think like the goalie gave away where he was going, and instead of just doing what you're talking about, he just tried to hammer it down the middle. Got nervous, lifted the ball, heart heartbreaking. My kid though was in Paris this summer. We took him to Paris, so he's he's a P. I, I'm not a big PSG guy, but trying to like support my kid. All right, so you're what we got. What we got for tomorrow or Wednesday on, on the old 
soccer front. You got any bets down? Because it sounds like you that was your rhythm. That was where we should have been. I got to see here. I got to see what the lines are. But I am. I. It's going to be in another emotionally biased bet for me. I'm probably going to take Croatia to not lose in regulation because I think Argentina is a pretty decent favorite. Um, and then I'm probably going to do the same in Morocco. I think with soccer, what I've done, what I've what I found to be most successful is just bet the underdog. Bet the underdog magic. whether to get the win or to tie. You know, and in this case, ties. If they go to extra time, then you win. I like. I can't do it out of emotion, but I love the Croatia bet. They they were the runners up four years ago. Modric has been a Ballon d'Or winner. They're not afraid of anybody. They can defend. They can fall back in a low block, and they can attack on the counter or just attack. And Argentina, I, I think, is actually kind of a dumpster fire, but they have Messi. I think that's a good bet. I just can't. I can't do it. But I might rock some Morocco with you. Yeah. Well, so Croatia to not lose in regulation to either tie or win the game, um, and at least send it to extra time. That is even money. So I'm going to be on that for sure. And then Wednesday, you're getting even better odds with Morocco uh, for them to send it to extra time with France or better would be plus 155. And for them to lose by one goal or less is minus 200. So that's a, that's a tough in between there. Let's just do it together. I'm in on, Mor- I'm in on Morocco. I like that bet. Yeah? All right. I mean, dude, they have, they've given up one goal in the entire tournament, and it was an own they, goal. They've been incredible. And they're filled with belief, and they've got a coach they brought in in August who brought back guys that were talented and banished. They love each other. They believe in each other. There's also some really serious sort of geopolitical historical things going on with Morocco versus Spain and now Morocco versus France. So there's a whole other mode. All right, I like it. Team Morocco. Just don't tell my kid that. Don't tell him. Okay. All right. Make sure he's when got his earmuffs on. Lamborghini, do not, and you roll that window down, you're like, what's up, single dad? At the oil. <laughs> Do not, do not tell them. All right, Pat Boyle, Pat Boyle, forty-four. I'm sports writer, sports R E I T E R. Let's get into some of these other NFL games here on the show. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Let's go to the phone lines at eight five five two one two four CBS. Francois in Dallas. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you, buddy. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, Bill. Thank you so much for taking my call this morning. If you could put me on hold so I can hear your response, I'd appreciate it. Uh, and let me set the stage by saying I am a Cowboy fan, but a very objective Cowboy fan. Now, when you give up 23 points to a 1-10 Texan team at home and you struggle to beat them, that, that tells me what I've been trying to tell my best friend for the last six weeks, is that, yes, this Cowboy team is different than others in the past, but it's always a little something that makes me think that when they get to the playoffs, they may get beat in the first round. And I really don't think they can beat Philadelphia, and not because the Eagles are 12-1, and one, but as much as it is because the Eagles are just complete on offense, defense, maybe a little sketchy on special teams. But the Eagle running game is so tough until I think when they play the Cowboys Christmas Eve, I think that's what's going to beat Dallas, is the fact that they can't stop that running game and the RPO game that they run with Jalen Hurts, that college style of an offense, I just don't think that in the end they can beat Philadelphia. Your thoughts on that? Francois, I appreciate you. We'll put you on hold. I, I, um, I am with you. I do not believe in Dallas. I do not believe in the Vikings. If you look at the playoff picture right now, and it's in flux, I, I could make a case, and I could probably do it and mean it, for every team that's currently in the AFC playoff picture, other than the Ravens, for reasons we talked about, and just because they're banged up, 
I don't believe in many of the NFC teams in a real way. And I certainly do not believe in Dallas or the Vikings, who I thought had an embarrassing loss against Detroit. Not, Detroit's a good football team. They play it tough. Jared Goff has had a renaissance in his career. That loss for Minnesota, I think, shows what they are. And that win, as you just said, for Dallas, for me, shows what they are. It's a talented team that is not going to win, what, in their case, four games in the postseason. I'm with you on the on the opportunity and the possibility that they could lose in the first round. Now, there are some weak teams that are going to get in. I get it. The Washington football team, which I'm supposed to call the Commanders, probably not going to strike fear into the hearts of anybody. The Giants are still in that playoff picture, not going to strike fear into the hearts of anybody. But those seem to me like the kind of teams that if they played, and they will play the Vikings, one of them, if they get in, a team like the Vikings or Dallas that would have an opportunity to do something shocking. The Cowboys are going to play, what, I think the Bucks is that is that where the, how that lines up, Pat? I think it is. Is that where they are right now? They have to play at Tampa Bay? Uh, yes, I believe right as of this moment, the Cowboys are the five seed, so they would play the Buccaneers Man. who get a home playoff game. Whoever wins the NFC South, hell, it might be the Carolina Panthers at this right. point. But yeah, yes. playing well. If it's the Bucs, it's a bad football team with a winner against a good football team. I, I just don't, I don't trust Dak. But Francois, to answer your question, I, I'm with you on the Cowboys. They're not, for my money, beating the Niners. They're not beating Philly. The NFC is a little bit softer. I, a Cowboys-Vikings game would be really interesting because Jared Goff has is a perennial loser on Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night football games. He's just he's a bum in those games. He has historically been a player who cannot perform and does not perform in big moments, going all the way back to Washington, doesn't win playoff games. And that against the Vikings against Dallas might be the one scenario, against a quote-unquote good team, where I've got a little bit of confidence in Dallas. Pat, are you? we have a lot of division on this show. We have a lot of Dallas homerism from D-Cell. Are you team Cowboys? Have you been fooled by the Cowboys? Have you been sucked in? No, no, not at all. I do believe that they are a mentally weak and frayed team so that if they do get down in the playoffs like they did last year against San Francisco, if they face a hard-nosed defense and they're down, they can't face the adversity of mounting a comeback. You saw the DNA of this team yesterday in that game against Houston. The worst team in football, a team that probably would get tested by the Georgia Bulldogs, and it took all the way until the final two minutes for the Cowboys to come back and beat them at home as 17.5-point favorites. I'm of the belief that you could change some of the players. For the most part, this has been the same core for the last couple of years, and under Mike McCarthy, if they play a good, defensively coached, sound team, they they can get beat any day, especially Mentally weak. I'm with you. And by the way, they're on the outside looking in right now. I would love Detroit to play Dallas in a playoff game, and I'm sure Detroit would be something along the lines of a five and a half or six and a half point dog. I would put all the money on the Lions, and they can get there. They've got the Jets. Are you? You're not. Which which New York team are you? Are you leaning toward adopting? I would be probably leaning towards adopting the Giants. All right. So they've got the other team. Then they've got the Panthers, and and again, these are the Jets and the Panthers are are fine. They're, 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 they're solid football teams. If you want to make the playoffs, you've got to win games like this. But they're not over. They're not world beaters. The Lions, Detroit have to go through the Jets, the Panthers, the Bears, and a Packers team that's obviously been a disaster. 
Pat, I'm not saying Detroit's going to win all four of those games. They are going to beat Chicago because my Bears team are a mess, and I hate them even though they're my team. If Detroit makes the playoffs, that is the kind of football team with that level of belief, what has been a great offense of late, with a defense that plays really, really hard, that's the kind of team that I could see beating a team like, like Dallas. The Packers are basic on the outside looking in. They're 5-8. and eight. They need a ton of help. Seattle's interesting. I mean, Seattle, they're, they're not amazing, but they're extremely well coached. And that locker room obviously likes and embraces its quarterback and Geno Smith in a way that they never did with Russ. On that side of the equation, I don't think we've hit this yet. It's probably in buy or sell. Russ out for Denver with a concussion, injured, um, doesn't really matter. They're a total disaster. Anybody you like, Jets, Patriots, Seahawks, Lions, to to, to get in and make a run, Pat. And I like I like the Jets, and may, and maybe it's really yeah, maybe it's my New York bias that's saying that. I've watched this defense. I mean, the Jets are. They are third best defense in terms of total yards allowed. They're the fifth best defense in terms of points allowed. Uh, their defense is incredible. I mean, they stand up against everybody and anybody that that comes their way. The secondary's been brilliant. Sauce Gardner is going to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. He's going to run away with it. The and then the thing is that the reason I believe with uh, believe in them is Mike White, Mike F and White, who over the last I mean, three games has on. he's a tough dude. He's thrown for 950 yards. He he's got his ribs dude. basically cracked in half yesterday by Buffalo. Comes back and had a chance to tie the game on the final drive. There, this team was a quarterback away early in the year when they had that bum Zach Wilson. Now they got a quarterback that can actually throw the football, and they've got some really talented receivers, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, who, you know, basically they almost traded him early in the year. Now he's come back. He's all in again. I think the Jets are a team that could be a dark horse in the AFC. I, 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 look, I, I, defense is defense, and if you've got a quarterback, guys will follow, and he is a tough dude. I, I, I'm with you. The Chargers are, are just there. They look so good when they look good. I know they're inconsistent. They've got a Titans team that just lost, but I, I, I like the Titans. But then they've got Colts against Jeff Saturday, so just mark that on as a W. Maybe you could send Saturday to a coaching clinic for the weekend. You've got a Rams team. We'll see. I, I don't think – I think Baker's going to regress. I think that was magic from just adrenaline being there and, frankly, not – Baker didn't have time to learn the playbook or, or run McVay's system. He just had to improvise, which is what he does best, but NFL quarterbacks don't, or coaches don't allow that. Chargers probably beat the Rams, and they got a Broncos team that, that's bad. So I just – it's, I think, and I, I still believe in the Dolphins, even though whatever is going on the last few weeks. I just think it's going to be hard for those guys to catch that seven spot, Pat. I just like who you who you bumping. Yeah, I mean the Chargers in theory should make the playoffs. That was a huge win for them yesterday. The only thing is they're they're most likely at best they're going to get a six seed if the Dolphins really come off the tracks here. Like, the Chargers are two games worse than the Bengals. They're not getting the five. You'd like the five seed no matter what because they're going to play the Titans, basically. Uh, And Tennessee's very beatable. But most likely, the Chargers are either going to play the Bills or the Chiefs in the first round of the playoffs. And, yeah, they've given them a tough schedule. Dolphins go Bills, Packers, depending on how you view that, Patriots. But I think that game's in New England. And then your Jets, the Jets. That'll be a huge game, end of the year. Could be a play-in playoff game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.